What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Mike Janella Show. I'm your host, Mike. Obviously, this is my 70th podcast episode. Hopefully, won't be my last. This week, it's the uh, second annual of what I'm hoping to make a nice little annual tradition, breaking down the Super Bowl, but with a super fan from each opposing team. I had so much fun with it last year that this year, I called up one of my friends, Ariel Rinaldi fan of the Eagles, and another one of mine, Vanessa Higgins, fan of the New England Patriots, Uh, two ladies who I know are into these two teams more than almost anyone I know, and they are going to talk to us in just a little bit. Don't worry, we're going to get to it in less than two minutes, I promise you, but I'm starting every episode now with something I like to call, don't get it twisted, a little one-minute rant, so please indulge me, if not, just hit that plus 15 seconds button uh, two or three times, and that'll get you right to the ladies talking Super Bowl. It's about the NFL, though. I wanted to talk because we're doing the Super Bowl preview. There's still so much coverage for uh, this sport and this game and this league. And I just want to say, don't get it twisted. I know the NFL still has a lot of problems. And the laundry list goes on and on. Whether it's uh, new ones this year, like the National Anthem stuff and the racial inequality and the protesting, or it's things that have been bubbling over the years, CTE, concussions, the general violence of the game. The issues with uh, with assault, with the, you know, Greg Hardy, think about that, and all the other cases, drug use, all kinds of different stuff, the unequal pay, the short career frames, compared to every other sport, the NFL seems to have such a litany of problems that these other leagues don't. And yet, here we are. You know, So I, I get it, and I know so many of us wrestle with this and trying to follow this league still, but when you have moments like that Minnesota win over the Saints, or when you have a run like this Eagles team with Nick Foles, of all people, leading them to a Super Bowl, it is the reason we watch sports, and that's cliche, and it's corny as hell, and I get it, but that's why we do episodes like this, and I think that'll come across when you listen to Ariel and Vanessa talk about preparing for this game, and how they are going to be watching it with their families, and you know, Ariel, one of the big things about the bond with her and her father is this shared love of the Eagles, and they'll be watching it together, she's taking a train down to Philly from New York for this game, that's what we do uh, as sports fans, and that's what the NFL still provides us, uh, that community, that sense of community that most other sports really can't match. So uh, I get it. The NFL may not be everyone's cup of tea these days, but it's still a Super Bowl. We still got to talk about it, and that's what we're going to do right now. For any new listeners, if you're friends or family of either of our guests this week, I do ask you, before we get to them, find me anywhere on the podcasting universe that you want to look for me uh itunes stitcher google play spotify just look for the mike janela show please subscribe we have great guests every week from all over the world of sports media entertainment do a lot of fun stuff subscribe give me a rating that'd be great and a nice review i'm not going to tell you what to write but if you make it nice i'd like that a lot without further ado we now get to our guests this week ariel and vanessa talking pat's Eagles Super Bowl 52. Who's ready to talk some Super Bowl? I am. Obviously, that's why I did this episode. We have on the line, this is the second annual Mike Janela Super Bowl three-way spectacular. Uh, It worked so well last year with uh, Brian Dumas, who was an Atlanta Falcons fan, uh, Stephanie Cohen, nay, or now Arpea, who is a big Patriots fan, and I figured this year I wanted to do it again. And so now, please welcome to the show, we have from... Wolverine, Massachusetts, representing the New England Patriots, the reigning defending champs. Vanessa Higgins in one corner. What's going on, Vanessa? 
Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going well for me. You're fighting out of the, the red, white, and blue corner. And on the other side of the ring, in the green, white, and black, they are the, the new kids on the block looking for their first ever Super Bowl. It's Ariel Rinaldi from up on the main line. How you doing, girl? What, what? Doing good, Mike. Awesome. Glad to have you guys both on. Now, the Patriots are in the Super Bowl for the second straight year. So you guys may be wondering, why didn't you just bring back uh, Stephanie from last year, who represented the Patriots? That's because I asked Steph before we got this far, like, hey, would you want to come back on the show if the Patriots make it again? And she said, if the Eagles make it, then no, because I'm scared of Eagles fans. So, Ariel, that's the reputation you have to live up to. That classic Philadelphia narrative, right? So, not me. Not <laughs> not, me. No. Uh, so, Vanessa, you're, you're here uh, as tribute. And Steph sends her best, by the way. Uh, Higgs says she loves you, she misses you, and she wishes you well on this awesome. episode. Cool, guys. So Great. I hope I do her proud. I'm sure you will. Uh, I like <laughs> last year the big thing in the episode, right? It was I wasn't sure who to root for. And so I gave the two contestants basically the floor to try and persuade me why I should be rooting for their team. And I kind of like the way that worked. And I think one of you will have a much easier case than the other um, in terms of why we should be for your side and for America <laughs> at large. Um, so I have other questions, but let's just start with that open-endedly and see how you guys want to take it. Um, does either of you care to go first in terms of defending your side or, or wanting to wait to see what the other side says? Well, why, why do I feel I like, feel both like both I have the biggest uphill battle? That. <laughs> oh, of course. Classic, Vanessa. Jump right in there. You go for it, girl. I can be polite. I can be a polite Philly fan. <laughs> I didn't think those existed, but I guess we'll test that over the next half hour or so. Um, all right. So, Ooh, so uh, Vanessa, you're going first then. Let's see what you got. Why should America sure. be rooting for the New so, England Patriots? So I know it's a tough sell for anyone that's not uh, from New England or a fan, but um, – I think for me, the biggest thing is, like, if you're not, if you don't have a team in the game, I think when you go to watch the Super Bowl, you're looking at either the commercials or overall just looking to be entertained because you don't really have a lot of stake in the game. And I think that throughout it all, I think the Patriots, whether you like them or you don't, they do bring a level of excitement to sort of these games that they play in. And I think when certain teams think that we are done and over with, we find a way to dig deep and, and make it work. So, I think with the Patriots, I mean, there's always that level of excitement because they're playing four full quarters. We have a lot of different weapons, and I think Belichick obviously has done a good job of being able to pivot the game plan, whether it's Gronk's out, Edelman's out, or anything like that, or Brady's out for four games last year. I think we did dig deep in the arsenal to kind of um, make it happen, and I think the other the other part of it is I think you have to be able to respect Tom Brady. I know some people hate him. But I think uh, anyone who's been watching the latest uh, docuseries on Facebook there, Tom versus Time, I mean, you've got to respect the level of competition and effort this guy puts in. So, I mean, you you might not think he's your favorite player, but I think a lot of teams would kill to have him as a quarterback on a team. So, um, And the the last thing I'll say is um, I don't know if our Philly fan here uh, equally hates the Steelers, but, hey, if we win, the Steelers no longer have that sole ownership of the record for six Super Bowl wins. So, Ooh, um, the so Pennsylvania State Pittsburgh defense. Back to reality. God, God if, that, if, if that's our driving argument here, I think this is going to be a, a pretty quick <laughs> going to be a cakewalk. I'm not too concerned about it. <laughs> All right, so to recap, uh, no, v- I, Vanessa's here. So we have the West Mantooth argument that you don't have to like him, but damn it, you respect him. 
the Tom versus Time, which I just saw the second episode before we recorded this, and I got to say, uh, Tom's winning the over with his work ethic and behind-the-scenes uh, bradiness. I do like it. Uh, and it's true. The Pats, every Super Bowl they're in has been an exciting affair. So uh, I guess that's worth something. Ariel, though, it sounds like you're pretty confident you're going to be able to rebut this. Yeah, you know, I, I, I respect it. I respect everything that Vanessa said. I think, you know, it, it would be hard to deny that a, a Super Bowl that the Patriots are in is, wouldn't be exciting. But, you know, I, I think it's hard to argue that nothing would be more exciting for 95% of the country than to finally see the smirks get wiped off their faces. Well, not finally, because don't forget, um, the, the New York spring, Giants have spring, done that twice already. Yeah, I was about to say... <laughs> Uh, the Giants you know, definitely know how to humble us in a Super Bowl. Yeah, but I don't really know if anybody uh, anybody wants to see um, Brady parading around on his uh, his very own reality TV show with uh, just another record to add to the docket. But I I don't want to talk too much about the Pats and why they do or do not deserve to to win this game. I'd I'd like to talk about Eagles for a second. I think you know. What I like about these guys, and and I think, you know, I remember that 2004 Super Bowl very, very well. And I'm not going to lie to you, it was disappointing, but at the same time, I will be honest with you, they did not deserve to win that game. And I'm okay with that. I've reconciled with that many, many years later. I have never seen a group of guys that deserve a championship ring more than this Eagles squad this year. With the whole history of this season, I mean, they, they've worked their asses off. They've gone through a hell of a lot, and they've really rallied this entire town. And actually, I would say the nation around them. I don't know if I've ever seen so many American citizens saying positive things about the Eagles. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but it feels like a good thing to me. And, uh, you know, it gets me excited to, to watch them every single week. And I think, you know, I, I, I do respect Brady. I respect Belichick, you know, whatever the case may be. But bottom line, these guys deserve it. All right. We'll give you guys chances for rebuttals. That was your opening argument because now I have some probing questions that I'm going to throw to each of you to see how you handle this and what the state of your respective camps are. Uh, Ariel, we'll start with you this time. So you mentioned how last time these two teams met in the Super Bowl. It's happened before. They lost. They didn't deserve to win. You just said that you were cool with that. What's your mental state now? Because, yes, America can be rallying behind this ragtag group of guys who are going into the Super Bowl without their star quarterback, Carson Wentz, for Nick Foles, all that. Are you, are you confident if this is a loss, will it still be that whole crutch of, oh, it's okay, we didn't have our backup, we didn't deserve it, or anything like that? What's the mentality? Optimistic, pessimistic, cautious? What's Eagles Nation like coming into this week? Yeah, you know, Mike, I, I was just as surprised as anybody at how optimistic I felt. I mean, literally the last three weeks. I'm not talking about just since, you know, the, that that rampage against Vikings. You know, I think everybody would be shocked to see just how confident, you know, the city is rallying around these guys. There's something about the feel of that locker room that, that you can't even put into words. It, it feels like they've got this brotherhood that I, again, just personally haven't seen from any Eagles team and as long as I've, I've been on this earth, they, they really care about each other. And the irony of the entire situation is, yeah, you know, we had an MVP candidate that, that went down, but for whatever reason, it's making them stronger. And I, I truly think everybody is, is confident that we're, we're going to come out of this with the win. 
Hey, exactly. This sounds like a lot of uh, pride goeth before the fall. I could, I just picture all these Patriots fans just laughing, sitting back, like Ha-ha. <laughs> Nick Foles, confident. <laughs> Is that true, or how are you guys approaching this game? I mean, I want to be honest. Like, I think the, that Philly is, you know, the top team to go to the Super Bowl, you know, against us. Like, I have the utmost respect for Carson Wentz. I think it is unfortunate that he doesn't get to play in it himself. But, I mean, if we're going Brady versus Foles just from history, <laughs> I mean, Brady's been, Brady's been there. Like, he, he gets all the drama that gets that goes around with the Super Bowl, and he, and he knows kind of how to – stay focused and you know does Nick Foles have it in him to, to win a Super Bowl I don't know we'll see um but I think you know his performance against the Vikings was definitely respectable I think it's just it's a different stage obviously but one thing that I think Patriots fans are used to at this point is sort of people rooting against us and I think honestly Tom Brady thrives off that because you know he stays focused in a lot of this and he knows that even when it's like ridiculous like what happened in you know last year's Super Bowl if there's any guy that can get it done it's him and I think Belichick and you know Patricia McDaniels they all know how to pivot in these difficult situations and and sort of get it done so um, I wouldn't say that I'm afraid of of the Eagles (laughs) but I definitely respect the Eagles Uh, I mean I wouldn't be afraid either Nick Foles last week notwithstanding I I mean I don't know how to think about Nick Foles he had that one good season a few years ago but then he was Nick Foles, and now all of a sudden he's been great. So, uh, Vanessa, I can now nah, mo- momentum. You, you're riding the, momentum, the Foles momentum. Michael. That's that's what it is. Ah. Exactly, exactly. And whatever whatever um, steroids he was taking before the <laughs> NFC Championship, I don't know what it was, but Just it's working, and box. I hope he's still taking them. Because, <laughs> you, I mean, you've been here before. Because the Eagles and Pats have played obviously in the Super Bowl, as we referenced, and that at the time was the Eagles' first Super Bowl in <laughs> 24 years. And I just think about yeah. the Patriots and all these times that these teams have rallied a city and come together. There was the Panthers making their first ever Super Bowl. Eagles, the first time. First time in a quarter century. The Falcons last year, team of destiny. It's going to happen. Do it for the egg. And then the Pats kind of sit there and they're like, yeah, nice story, good puff piece, but we're the Patriots. And we've been here so many times. And I... I don't know if I'd be as confident as you are sounding, Renali, in the in the Eagles corner. Yeah, but you know what? I think I and I and I do get that, and I know on paper all all looks well and good. And I think you know if we're talking worst case scenario here, and I I will throw the respect right back to to Vanessa. You know, if if we weren't to come out with the win, you know, I would sleep somewhat soundly knowing that we went down against. Look, I mean, they're a dynasty. You can't argue it. But I'm telling you this momentum and this magic that, again, you know, it, it's fine. It's all good. You know, Atlanta last year and, and, and some of these other teams, I know that there felt like magic going in. But I think you'd be hard-pressed to find another situation like this where, you know, you have that magical performance from your second-string quarterback. You know, you're set up for, for this incredible ride throughout the playoffs. I don't know, man. I think I think they're riding high. I think that they've got the, the – the stamina to, to get it done and get through the game. Now, look, look, don't get me wrong. I don't think it's going to be easy. I want to make that clear, too. We're not talking about a blowout. I think it'll be a hard-fought battle, and that's what scares me about, about the Pets, too, is, you know, even even when it looks like they're, uh, they're out, they never are really out. So I, I do think it'll be close, but I'm telling you, I think the, the edge is there. Ooh, the edge. Uh, Higgs, let me 
put that to you in a, in a ranking then, because I want to get some hard answers here. Of all the Super Bowl opponents, where do these Eagles rank in terms of striking fear in your heart going into the Super Bowl? I mean, it's uh, honestly for me, like, I think Eagles from, like, a all things considered perspective, like, uh, you know, their defense is obviously very strong. And I think that's the teams that we tend to struggle against. But if I'm, I'm being honest, it's the second time we played the giants because I was at Syracuse when we um, lost the first time around. Let me tell you, that's not fun being in the state of New York when that happens. It's fun for uh, me. So the second time around, yeah, fun for you, but like not for me. Okay. <laughs> but so the second time around, I'm like, that sticks with you. Whereas this one, I think, you know, there's obviously some distance in between, in between the, you know, the last time we faced you guys. But, um, you know, for me, you know, I can honestly say that even last year against Jacksonville this year, I was rooting for them the whole time. Like, I never personally gave up on it because I know if any guy can do it, it's Tom Brady and it's his team. So, you know, I always have faith that that he can get it done. Now, to me, what it's going to come down to is can their defense get to Tom Brady and kind of beat him around? And our defense has been our biggest question mark, you know, all year where at the beginning we got worked pretty bad. And sometimes I wondered why we were paying Stefan Gilmore. Cause I wasn't sure what he added to the team, but at the end of the game <laughs> last, last couple weeks ago, I mean, that was a major, major play. So um, it just depends on which defense shows up for us. Are you more? And, and, and I mean, so, so, well, well, here, here's, here's would be my thing with that too. And, you know, just going back to, I think that, you know, uh, not so quiet confidence from my end. You know, you you look at at some of these, you know, these these past Super Bowls, and you know, who a lot of the time, in fact, I I believe majority of the time is going to end up winning out is your winning defense. And I think that's also what you know we're we're rallying behind. You can you can put the, a question mark behind Foles' name as as much as you want, but at the same time, I, I I think that we're really confident from that side of the field. Vanessa, are you more or less scared of the Eagles this year than you were the Falcons last year? That's a very good question. I think if Carson Wentz was on the field, I'd be seriously uh, sweating it, only because, like, you know, I'm big into fantasy, so, like, I see the stats that guy puts up, um, and I just think he's an all-around good dude. Uh, I mean, last year, like, Matty Ice, you know, being MVP caliber, it's, it was definitely scary, and I mean that's really cutting it close where we were at uh, last year, where there was some soul searching that had to be done late night um, to get that done. But um, <laughs> I would say, I honestly would say Atlanta last year. Yeah, understandable. Wow. I, I, I would say the same thing. It's the at the time the best offense in the NFL versus Nick Foles this year. I would say the same thing. I would be more scared of the Falcons last year too. Um, let's see. Oh, we have actually, I mentioned earlier, uh, Steph Cohen, now Arpea, who could not be slash would not be on this year's edition of the Super Bowl preview. <laughs> she did, however, though. Well, would send, not. Would, would not. not. Yeah. More of a focus on the would not. Uh, she had some guest questions, though, that she wanted to slide in here. One for each of you. So are you guys ready for that? I guess so. Yeah. All right. Um, well, she had two for you, Vanessa, because of the Patriots thing. She's a Patriots fan. So she had some more, but, um, let me ask – yeah, let's ask the Patriots ones first. Steph's first question. Okay. Vanessa, do you have any hesitation for rooting for a team that is most likely President Donald Trump's favorite team in the NFL? Okay. So we ha- – okay, so we have to get political here. Yes. So, <laughs> um, 
my team my team is my team. I don't really care uh what sort of questionable politician might also like my team, but you know, like politics aside, I mean you just you root for the team that you love, that works hard and like I don't I don't give a shit about what Donald Trump thinks. So um no, I think I'm still gonna root for my team regardless of what that guy thinks. On the same day, uh, Ariel, that Chris Long, your star defender, said he's not going to the White House if the Eagles win. This is a very politically tensioned Super Bowl. I, I don't think we can avoid it. So hard-hitting question from Steph coming off on deck. Speaking of if the Eagles win, her question for you, Ariel, was what, mm-hmm. what, and I don't know if you've even wrapped your head around this yet. I'm sure you have. In your, in your deepest, darkest moments, you're laying alone in bed, staring at the ceiling at night, or you're sitting on the subway, going to work in the morning. What will you do if the Eagles win the Super Bowl? So um, I already uh, have, you know, a, a train booked, you know, to come back to New York from Philadelphia on Tuesday night. So already, you know, book, books travel ahead. Very, very comfortable with, uh, with that decision and my plans on, on Tuesday, certainly. Uh, parading down Broad Street, but I think, you know, I, um, tears, tears <laughs> will be probably the first thing. Um, pretty sure that my, uh, my, my head might explode. Um, no, you know, I think what I've been thinking about a lot and, and, you know, this is, this is a lot of just, I think what the Eagles come down to, to meaning with me is I'm going home this weekend to Philly to watch the game with my dad. You know, my my entire Eagles fandom is is connected with his, and you know, connected with our relationship. And you know, what I'm most excited about is is to get to watch this win standing next to him. And so I think, very first thing I'm going to do is give him a big old hug, and watch the two of us cry together. <laughs> and if the Patriots win, Vanessa, I'm sure you'll just say, on to 2019, right? <laughs> no, I mean, no, we still, I mean, he's still you still enjoy it if you win. It's not like, okay, another one, like move on with your life. But no, I mean, you know, last year I watched it with a bunch of my friends, you know, there could be a level of superstition there where I watch it in the same place. But, you know, I think it's just drinking, celebrating. Um, Yeah. I would just say that. I was going, so I have an addendum to each of these questions. Uh, Ariel, my addendum to the Steph question was, what will you do if they lose? But I think you already addressed that, yeah. where you're kind of okay with the fact that, hey, it's a Nick Pohl season. What are we going to do? But how long will it take you maybe to get over a loss when you guys have come this close in what has been this magical yeah. brotherhood season that may end shorter than Destiny wanted to? Yeah, that, that it's, it's going to be tough. I probably won't sleep. A um, couple of days of, of no eating. That's the usual um, depression. Healthy, healthy. But, um always of course um but no you know i I, i'm i it's funny you you said you know in my in my deepest darkest um thoughts where i think about the win well my deepest darkest thoughts are thinking about the loss and um you know i think this one will be a tough one to swallow just with this insane kind of upward roller coaster that they've been on after you know being down after after carson went down i think it would be a tough pill to swallow but, you know, then you just got to get prepped, got to get set for next year. Because I think that is actually what really excites me about being a fan right now is that this, this prospect that we've got our franchise guy and the next couple of years look really bright. 
and so that'll have to be what I what I focus on if the uh, if the <laughs> the awful thing happens. This sounds a lot like the Patriots back in 2002, their first Super Bowl with a backup QB coming in. And they shocked the world. But even if they had lost that game against the Rams, they could have assumed they were set for the next few years. But, Vanessa, now you're on the other end of the spectrum. Because Tom Brady, despite what Facebook Watch tells us, will eventually lose his battle to time. Undefeated, right? So this was the second question that Steph had for you, Vanessa. If Tom Brady and the Patriots were to win this Super Bowl, she would like Tom to walk away, retire on top, have more Super Bowls by himself than any other individual player, uh, get out before he starts looking like an old man, get out before the relationship falls apart even further, allegedly, according to ESPN, between him and Belichick and Robert Kraft and everyone else. She wants him to ride off Uh in the sunset, having vanquished the Eagles a second time, six rings, one for the second hand. Would you want Tom Brady, she wants to know, to retire if the Pats win it this year? I think that's, you know, the biggest appeal of Brady is he's just so competitive. Like, I just honestly don't see him, like, any in any normal situation, I think the quarterback would retire and know that he's on top. But, I mean, I think he wants to play for at least a couple more years. I think it's the easy thing for him to retire. But um, I just don't see it happening. I think he loves the game. Um, I think he feels like he has more left in him. But I, I have a feeling that he wouldn't. Well, what would you want him to, though, or are you okay with, you know, there's, there's going to be the one year, right? There's always the one year where the guy just falls off a cliff. We saw it with Kobe. We see it with, we saw it with Albert Pujols. Like, name your iconic athlete. It's going to happen. If next year's that year and Tom is hobbling and you guys have no backup quarterback anymore, would you be okay with that? Or would you rather have him walk out for sure on top, not knowing what the future would have? If it was your decision. I mean, that's, yeah, it's a tough, tough thing. I mean... It's kind of hard to imagine, like, a full season nowadays without Brady. So, I mean, he's he's an icon to the team. Um, I think he's exciting, like, even when, you know, he might not look, you know, this year, like, everything like he used to when he was younger. I mean, he's probably better in some regards of it. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, this, this could be a crossroads for sure because, obviously, like, the band's breaking up. We have – you know, Patricia leaving to Detroit, McDaniel going off to the Colts, and allegedly all this drama going on. I mean, like, does is it a logical step to walk away from if we win it? Sure. I mean, if, if he doesn't win, there's no way in hell that that guy's walking away from that field. That we know. If the Eagles do pull it off, you will see Tom Brady in a Pat uniform. I mean, you're going to see him no matter what, I'm sure, next year, but a loss would assure it. Ariel, I, c- I can feel your PTSD hey, hey, hey. through the line because of Ryan Howard. I'm sure you went through a similar thing, right? And that was miserable. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was torture. And it's funny because, um, and here's where like, it pains me to say this, but again, you know, I, I, I respect the guy. Tom Brady is not Ryan Howard, right? You know, if I were Tom Brady and even just as a football fan, I want to see him back out there next year because I do think now the kind of, um, I don't know, like the lore of Brady he does make other players better. And I like that, you know, I'd rather, you know, see this continue to be this bizarre, um, you know, rivalry with basically every other team in the NFL. I think it, I think it makes people step up. Um, and, and so, you know, as a, as a not Patriots fan, you know, I, I'd love to see the guy keep playing. 
And then I'd love for him to get really old and, and you know, can, can, can kick his ass around the field. That would be ideal. But no. All he's got to do is hang around long enough for Jimmy G to become an unrestricted free agent and to re-sign with the Patriots in two or three years. And then they'll be set <laughs> again. Yeah. Uh, we're we're gonna end. There's always there's always there's always the uh, the XFL. Never know. There is the XFL uh, in a couple of years as well, so that'll be fun. Maybe Tom can go there. Uh, he, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Brady's well, too pretty for that. He'll be a broadcaster. That's true. Yeah. Although he would love, I'm sure, the chance to wear a jersey that says uh, Roger hate me or Goodell hate me in the XFL. <laughs> <laughs> if he made it that far. No. Um, before I make my decision on who I'm going to be rooting for in this game, we're going to end with the fun five like I do every episode. And I did this with uh, the guys last year. And I'm going to ask you most of the same questions because I like the questions and they got some really good discussions out of it. So uh, question number one. So this is for you both. And we'll start with, uh, I guess, you, Ariel, because I feel like the answer is obvious. Uh, who's the one player from the opposing team that you would most want on your team for this year's Super Bowl? Ooh. I thought the answer was obvious, at least, but you're taking a lot more time to think about it. No, though. it's actually not. I know. I know you're going to think I'm crazy. I know you're going to think I'm crazy. But I, you know, it's not. Um, it's it's not Brady because that's that's taken away again this this magic that I'm talking about, man. You know, um, I uh, I love a frat boy as much as the next. So let's let's get Gronk over here. Let's you know let let's get him in the end zone and. And throw some bombs. To you, That's what I have to say. you, you're riding or dying with Nick Foles when you have the greatest of all time right there on the draft yep. board potentially. Yeah, I like my odds. Yep. Were you drinking before we started recording? Always. Oh, <laughs> constant state. All right, you're going with Gronk. <laughs> all right, interesting. Um, Vanessa, same question. Who's the one guy from the Pats, or sorry, from the Eagles that you would love to have on the Pats for this game? Uh, can I take the whole defensive line? Just kidding. <laughs> um, I mean, this is, I mean, for me, like, I always like LeGarrette Blount. So, like, losing him, like, to me, he was one of my favorite players. So, it would be nice to have him back on the on the team. Um, so, yeah, I guess I'd say him. That's the second year in a row. And I don't know if you listened to last year's episode. This is the second year in a row LeGarrette Blount was picked. Uh, last year, it was for the Falcons. I did. I didn't oh know God. that, to be honest. That's really hilarious. That. Yeah, Brian Brian <laughs> asked for LeGarrette Blunt from the Patriots when he could have had Gronkowski or uh, any you know Edelman, whoever, and he picked LeGarrette Blunt. And a lot of people who listened uh, gave him a little flack for that. So LeGarrette Blunt, two years running, we're gonna have to name this question Wait. after him, make a little trophy or something. Wait, so I guess I how come I how come I got shit on for for picking Gronk over Brady? Because it's relative. Grady's the greatest quarterback of all time, and you have Nick freaking Foles in your backfield. Like, I get the whole we're riding with him. It's his season. But Saint, Nick. Saint, Saint Nick. Saint Nick. Foles Adelphia. Saint Nicholas of Foles I don't, I don't hate the I don't hate the Gronk pick. I don't hate the Gronk pick. It's not bad, but it's not <laughs> Brady. Jeez. Um, question number two. <laughs> And you guys have uh, you've alluded to your game watch situation. So for the Super Bowl, would you rather n- – money's no object. Would you rather be watching the game at home, like literally in your home with the selected amount of people of your choosing, at a bar slash party, or actually be at the Super Bowl neutral site but actually at the game? Those are your three choices. I'm going to go uh, to you this time first, Vanessa. Uh, 100% home uh, with close friends, like – 
the bar just is too much of a wild card. You have people who might not be real fans or just get super negative real fast. You kind of have to be with like your tight knit circle that you trust. And going to the Super Bowl sounds great in theory, but it's like depending on where you're sitting, it's such a spectacle. I feel like you you almost miss a lot of like the nuances in the game because you're not seeing like the commentary or, or stuff like that or, or some of the plays developing. So I would definitely pick at home with close knit family or friends. Renali, how about you? Yeah, couldn't couldn't agree more. Same thing. You know, I think um, I, weirdly the Super Bowl has never been particularly desirable to me to go to. I, I would so much rather be in that most important game in my living room, surrounded with by you know five or six people that are most important to me and that are most invested in the outcome that I'm invested in. Although knowing and having hung out with your family before, it's just like being at a bar or a party or at the game itself. <laughs> so you get the best of all the worlds. This is true. Question number three, and I will start with you on this one, Ariel. How much would it take for you, how much would I have to pay you to have you watch this game in your Eagles jersey, jersey of your choice, or your uncle's old sweatshirt, which I've seen you wear to the games before, to watch this game in the heart of Boston, in a Patriots bar, with your Eagles gear on, by yourself, how big of a check would I have to write you? Oh, okay. Um, I I wore my uh, my Chase Utley jersey in a bar in the Bronx uh, when we lost to the Yankees in the World Series, and I did that for free. I actually paid money to drink at that bar. <laughs> so unfortunately, I think you don't have to pay me very much, which that's pretty sad. But it's it's the truth. All right, just the cover charge to get you in the door. That's all I need uh, for you. How about for you, Vanessa? Same thing. You're in your your Gronk jersey, your Brady jersey, whatever, right there in Center City, Philly. How much would it take to get you down there to watch this game? I'm I'm not fucking with that. Like, you hear some fans that punch horses, and they've got to <laughs> grease the poles. I think we're not – some of those fans will just be irrational where it's like, you know – People like Ariel, like they 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 seem more level headed, but I can't guarantee that. Depending if I walk in the Phillies bar, so no thanks. A hundred thousand, a hundred thousand dollars. You're not doing it. Nope. Um, a million. There's got to be a I'm price. You're... I mean, a million. We're talking. All right. Like, then we're in the ballpark. In general, no. <laughs> All right. All I was right. starting to worry. I was starting to worry about your sanity, Vanessa. But I, I feel you. I get you on that. We all got bills. We all got bills. <laughs> Question number four, another money question, and I think uh, your answers for this will vary drastically because of the circumstances of the histories of your franchises. How much would I have to pay you for you to be okay with your team losing this game? Vanessa, I would imagine your price will be a lot lower than Ariel's. I mean, for me, I think it depends. I know this is not like what you want to hear. It depends on how we lose. Like if we get straight up outplayed and, you know, the other team deserves to win then it's like fine but if we aren't executing the game we want to execute and make a lot of mental errors and just don't step up like yeah that's that's something a little bit different say it's uh it's that it's that viking saints game it's down to the wire gut wrench like stomach punch at the end and you got to tell all your friends and fellow fans that you lost because you accepted this amount of money how much amount of money would it take for you to have a clear conscience in that game situation? Oh, oh. Whoa, so now I have to, like, have it on my shoulders and, like, how much I'm getting paid because of the teamwork? All right, no one has to yeah, know. Gee, but that's you... cruel. All right, that's but... cruel. I did nothing that's here except reason. thought experiments, right? It's the hot seat. It's the Janela show, baby. All right. I know. I don't like the hot seat. The public doesn't have to know, but you have to have it on your conscience, uh, and you can keep it a secret, but you have to sleep with yourself every night. Oh, 
All right, so how much I want to, okay, how much I'm willing to take to make that, to basically give it up? Oh, yep. boy. I think, uh, um, I would say, okay, so, like, this isn't, like, I'm not proud of this, I'd say, but back to the whole you need to pay your bills thing. Um, I I don't know. I think, like, if I got 50 grand in cold, hard cash, I mean, I could live with that because I think Brady has more in him. I like it. 50 grand, and we'll see you next year. Uh, how, about, how about you, Ariel? This is who knows if Carson comes back healthy. The Eagles may not be back in the Super Bowl for 20 more years, and you got to give it away. How much is that? Uh, oh I know, I know, I know Phelps has expensive living tastes uh, with you two <laughs> together. So, what's it going to take? <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we would have to be talking like, I don't know. Many digit millions, many because I would have to, you know, there would be, there would basically have to be enough for me to move to like a small island somewhere where I could constantly be distracted <laughs> and and not live with the guilt of of my decision. I'd also have to have a sizable chunk of it that I could donate back to, you know, some form of a of a charity, maybe, um, you know, whatever charity Chris Long with his salary too it would be a lot we're talking how about we do however we do half a billion dollars let's go with that, that feels 500 right. million dollars and the super bowl is yours <laughs> New that's all it's gonna take yeah nice conservative <laughs> estimate oh that's great uh last one in the fun five both of your fan bases have reputations and they're not necessarily positive i won't rehash all these stories of philadelphia and uh, boston fans of years gone by but i want to end this conversation on a positive note so, uh, Ariel, you go first. I want you to say one nice thing about Philadelphia or about New England sports fans. Oh, about New England sports fans? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, about the opposition. Um, it's taking you a long yeah. time to think of something. Uh, <laughs> they're not always racist. No, I don't know. I have to think for a second. Um, Ooh. <laughs> um, uh, Vanessa, if you have one ready well, to Vanessa, go while Vanessa, Ariel's waiting, you can go ahead. <laughs> Vanessa, you seem lovely. Can I can I call out Vanessa for being for being a lovely human being over over the phone? I think that's kind of a oh, cop out, hey. but you will allow it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Higgs? I mean, I I respect you know rallying behind like goals. I mean, for any. For some teams, they, you know, would give up real quick knowing that their stud quarterback wasn't going to carry them along. And, you know, they've obviously proven that, you know, obviously the one seed was still been able to get the job done. I think anyone can respect that. I think, you know, people like an underdog story, but I think you guys have had some adversity that other teams or fan bases maybe wouldn't be able to deal with. And I feel like there is, you do get that sense of pride um, from Philly. Now the execution for some people on how that pride gets brought out is different, but Back to you, I feel like, you know, you seem very level-headed and, you know, uh, a solid fan where, I mean, any team fan base, there's always going to be some bad eggs. But I think, um, you know, you have to root for your team. So, like, I totally understand, like, the passion that Ariel and I'm sure all the, you know, millions of other Philly fans have for their team. Well, you both haven't seen I love, each other. I love that we both gave – 
I was going to say, I was going to say, you, the compliments and ended the compliments. I love it. You got a sandwich, the compliments. <laughs> that's how it goes. I was going to say, you both haven't seen each other drunk. You're complimenting yourself on how nice and level-headed you are. And then after a couple drinks, when your team's down by ten and five minutes left in the fourth, very different animals. But I this like the cordi- I like the cordiality of this, <laughs> uh, of this conversation. Uh, so it comes down to this now, uh, I'm me picking who I'm going to be rooting for. Last year, I, I went into the podcast leaning to the Patriots because I love the fact that only the Giants have ever beaten them, and I, I don't like the fact that some other team could join that group. And I also love dynasties. You know, when I was a kid growing up and the nerd who was uh, reading Wikipedia pages instead of getting laid in high school, I would always go to, like, the UCLA Bruins with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Bill Walton or, like, the Bill Russell Celtics, like, all these, the Lombardi Packers. I loved, and I would always wonder, what would it be like to live where there's this one dominant sports team that's literally the best we've ever seen, and you know it in the moment. And I love the fact that the Patriots are probably that, uh, this version of them for uh, football history. So that was great, but then I was convinced that, all the, the the Atlanta love and just being able to take the Patriots down, deflategate, it was them against the world, and they were getting so annoying with it. And I ended up rooting for the Falcons. This year, I can't pick a side. I'm going to cop out. And you guys can give me shit about it if you want. But, Ariel, if I, if I didn't know you, I would be rooting for the Pats here. But you alone, your existence, and knowing how much this game, this team means to you, has made me not want to pick a side and so I'm just going to sit back and enjoy this game. And whatever happens, I'll be able to rationalize it to myself. Uh, but, yeah, I can't, I can't pick a side. And call me lame, but that's what I'm going to go with. So if you listen to this whole episode waiting for my pick, sorry for wasting your time. You'll get your money back. But that's where I'm sitting. <laughs> Un- unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. No, no. Subscribe. Wrong. Wrong plug. <laughs> um Guys, this was fun. Like I said, I will not have a rooting interest. Because then the same thing last year. I was rooting for the Falcons, right? But then as the Patriots were making their comeback, I started rooting for the Patriots again because I wanted to see this historic comeback never before seen. So I want to go in with a clear mind and just see what happens. Obviously, you two will be in much different mindsets. But I wish you both luck uh, come Super Bowl Sunday. And thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you, Mike. All right, guys. Thanks, Mike. Well, Good uh, luck, Ariel. Yep. You Good guys. Good luck to you too, Vanessa. We'll uh, we'll meet up for a beer in a couple months. I promise. I just need a couple months. All right. Just in case. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> we'll have to go find her on that deserted island that she uh, gave herself oh, into <laughs> to cost the Eagles the game. <laughs> guys, make sure to visit mikechanella.com for all previous episodes of the show. And unlike Ariel says, subscribe, subscribe. Whether you listen on iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher or Google Play, the show's everywhere, so you have no excuse. But to subscribe and also give me a rating, a really good high one, because I would love it if you did. And a nice review. A couple words, you know, great sounding voice, nice questions, very uh, interrogative style, but, but caring and gentle. Anything. I'm just suggesting you can write whatever you want, but it would mean the world to me. One more time, uh, Ariel pulling for the Eagles and Vanessa for the Pats. Good luck to you both. I'm going to be having a lot of fun watching. Let's go birds! And thanks to you guys for listening. I'll try and do better next time. See ya!